Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. And on Twitter at Little Empire Pod. Are you gonna play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley Park Hotel in You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time, episode 26. I'm Tim Bat. 24. 24. I'm Tim Bat. I'm I'm Montgomery. That was really intense. You really sprung that on me. And you, the listener, I guess. Uh, Where did that come from, friend? Uh, Reddit. Reddit. Someone just put it up there. You found it. And we were away laughing. If uh, the amount of noise I'm making in your ear just changed, that's because I'm now closer to the microphone. Yeah, I'm really messing with you. I had to change the theme this week, Guy, because this is the two dozenth time that we've watched We Are Your Friends, and Maximum (laughs) Joseph is having minimal impact. I love how quickly you readjusted your maths just then. You introduced it as the 26th watch, and then immediately the reason that you had to bring in the new introduction was because it was the the second dozen. That's the beauty of Batman. He's quick on his feet. He's agile. Moves ah, with the times. You are the Batman. Yeah. Two T's. That's right. There's a lot of people banging down your studio door asking you to dole out some vigilante justice. And what do you say to them? I say, I've got a belt for everything. Show me to the madness. Oh, you, <laughs> Show me to the madness. You're literally taking work from the Batman. Yeah. Old <laughs> Batman, though. Old Batman, with the, old Batman with the utility belt. That one. You're not taking... Is, is, are there mul- you mean to tell me there are multiple Batmans existing in the world at any one time? The old Batman had a utility belt, which kind of served any purpose it needed to yeah. at the given time. It feels like they've really gone away from that as time's <laughs> gone on in The Legend of Batman. I'm hearkening back to those days, those Adam West-filled days. You think that the, the way that they've taken the Batman um, oeuvre away from belts, mm. do you think that's probably to try and keep pace with the weapons that the villains have access to now? Uh, I th- I think they've fallen into that classic trap of following fashion rather than trends. I mean, fashion rather than style is what I meant by that. You fashion. know, style is timeless, but fashion is is very finite. You can't buy you can't buy style, but you can buy fashion. Um, yep, that sort of thing. That sort of thing. 
That's interesting. What's it like when you're out there doling out some vigilante justice with a belt? Very trendy. <laughs> Very trendy. Didn't you think though that we needed a different intro for this one because it was that that one really just washed uh, over me. That watch. Uh yeah, I was happy for it. It was certainly it's a different way to start the conversation. Uh yeah, I mean, I I didn't particularly enjoy it. I was telling you when I arrived. Uh, I'm I, that my work situation presently is quite uh grueling. You're up to your testes and grueling TV work. Uh, yeah, but not, not the fun stuff. Not the fun stuff. No, the real nuts and bolts of it. And I genuinely sought, uh, sort of, I mean, yeah, having to do it every, you know, all day, every day. And yeah. uh, I, I, looked, I looked to this film this week as a... Um, Brief respite? Yeah, it's like an oasis, as a change of pace from uh, the other work. And it, uh, for the first five minutes, that excitement and that energy was present, and I was really looking forward to it. I think but also I, I had a physical meal in my lap at that point. I had You a, had a bit of salmon? Yeah. I can't remember exactly what your wording was, but the feeling you were conveying was uh, this may be the first time ever that you have been looking forward to watching We Are Your Friends. Yeah. Just as a, just as a break in the normal trajectory of your week. That's right. Uh, and it's amazing how quickly... Uh, that dissipates? Yeah, they took that goodwill and they pissed all over it in front of me. Absolutely. They said, we're going to take this positive energy guy, we're going to put it into our movie the same way we do every week, and we are, we're going to piss all over it. This is the first time we've watched it in a while as well, because we bought ourselves a bit of time by watching it um, so much yeah. all at once while we were in the States. So this is our f- first time back uh, post-trip, and you would have thought that it would be like, ah, oh, mm. hello, old friend, please come and make yourself at home, let me put the kettle on, and we'll have a cup of tea and a catch-up. But instead, it was like some fuckwit mate of yours who turns up on your doorstep at three in the morning, waking up all of your roommates... And he's wasted, and you're just trying to sort him out and get a, a glass of water down his throat so you can put him into the spare bedroom. But he's aggressive and antagonistic and unruly, and a little bit like just very keen to damage your property. So you found the movie outwardly disrespectful. It wasn't even just like a simmering, passive-aggressive sort of disagreement. It was like an out-and-out. I'm here. I'm not in a good way. Fuck you. Fuck everything you've worked so hard to build. This is what's happening right now. If I could pick one word for it, it'd be belligerent. It was a belligerent expose of filmmaking this week. There were some positives. Such as? Uh, You're just going to dive into a shining light? No, 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 not at all. Go on, go on. I got that on my sleeve. I I don't want to talk about that. You can do it. It's not my shining light. I want to talk about uh, Somali. And I guess it speaks levels to our relationship with the film at the moment that what I'm taking as a good thing wasn't necessarily a good thing so much as like a neutral thing. But I thought this week, and it occurred to me in watching her performance this week, that all the other weeks, I don't remember specifically ever having taken issue with uh, any of her choices or... You don't hate Somali. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm trying to put a positive spin on that. Yeah. As if to say, so that's nice. It's nice to have a beacon of hope in an otherwise uh, hellish landscape. But would you say that you like Somali? Um, or you just don't hate her? I, it's, that, both of those are loaded choices of wording. There is a ground between uh, liking and not hating someone. It's like, it's fine. I wouldn't want to sit next to so it. So it's like a benevolent neutrality. Yes. It's... um. Yeah, my my feeling in seeing her is never full-blown excitement or disappointment. It's just like, ah, you again. Hello, you good? 
the conversation's good for about half a minute and then we both yeah. have to move on. But it's yeah. never like, oh, no. It's never like, ugh. Like the rest of the boys, like Johnny Depp. Good God. Johnny Depp. Is I've, <laughs> I've had it up to here with Johnny Depp. Listen, yeah. you can't see at home, but I'm motioning with my hands. Yeah. He's right motion- up to above my head. Yeah. As high, head as high as Tim can reach is how far up to it he's had it with Johnny Depp. And fair enough, too. Guy's a monster. It just really... Um, you know, we're not even at the halfway point yet, which is very depressing because I've I really felt in a ditch today. What do you think we've been? Uh, <laughs> you look so incredulous, like the math didn't quite check no, out. No, 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 not that. But is this? I feel like this is the most downcast we've been for a while. I think we were relatively. I think we're a bit down and out on this one, do you? Upbeat last time. We I think because we had a um a lackey in oh, the form of the millionaire. We were in a flashy new environment. You know, yeah. it was all bells and whistles. A lot of lights. bells, a lot of whistles. And when you strip all that away, it's just it's just you and I, guy, looking at a screen, giving us the same thing it's always given us for the last 23 weeks. <laughs> and it's funny to bemoan it, isn't it? Because it's a lesson that we should have learned and could have learned. Yeah. But we just keep on keeping on. Uh, yeah, so that was that was all right. Somali's performance and realizing that I have in her not a powerful ally, but certainly uh, an acquaintance, someone who might be on the cusp of, who's perpetually on the cusp of breaking through to a, a friend. Yeah, you know there are people who are just like, for whatever reason, the relationship never moves moves beyond like friendly familiarity. It's she's Switzerland like. right now, <laughs> in a, in an ocean of Austria's. She's Switzerland. What's Austria? What an ocean of Austria! I, I think I was just tying Hitler too much to Austria. It was really more Germany. I shouldn't blame where he was born and raised, you know, for what happened next. But you are raining down in an ocean of Germany's. Somali is Switzerland. Yeah, that is immediately a clearer metaphor. Mm. It's immediately clear that you are <laughs> measuring where are your friends against uh, the atrocities of World War Two. Yeah. That is what I'm doing. Uh, some would say that's an unfair comparison or analogy to draw, and I think I could include Guy Montgomery in that group of people. I think we've even ha- uh, had a different variation of this same analogy. Yeah, because I keep referring to us as the troops and us being in a in in the uh, trenches together, which you object to. Oh but no, I don't mind that so much. I am fine with you objecting to it. Let me say that. No, I, I like- understand your reservations about just letting that analogy hang in the air of this podcast. No, we, we I are. get it. I get that we're in the trenches. We're in the trenches, Tim. Did you enjoy anything? Not a shining light, but was there anything no. at all? No, okay. No, okay. no. Okay. Cool. right cool. from, cool. 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 Right cool. from cool. day dot, it was cool. all pretty bad stuff. Did you take any uh, issue with anything specifically? Uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Again. We Not did good. some. We uh, we dug into PCP a bit. We did. We did a little little uh, background research on PCP. Not to say you wouldn't dig into it ourselves. We aren't. No, we didn't imbibe any. Persp- no. Although, what a record that would be. I'm not prepared to dabble in PCP. Um, there's some things I think are best left mysteries, and for me, PCP is firmly on that list. I don't need to get in there, muck around with that. But we were looking up, um, you know, because it has taken 24 watches of seeing a movie that very playfully uh, displays the effects of PCP as being paintings just kind of, you know, moving around and Coming to and, life, but in a friendly way. And yeah. that seems unlikely to me. That and If you were hallucinating deeply enough for paintings to be coming to life and yeah. bleeding from the walls yeah. into reality, yeah. the likelihood that all of the paintings would be nice to you? Yeah, 
It's low. Well, unless paintings by, you know, by default are good entities, you know, like they're good people. I actually think on the balance of things, and I'm not sure what I'm basing this on, but if paintings came to life as a whole, as like a, a kind of a uh, like a species, I actually think they'd be bad. I think they'd be kind of, they'd have an evilness I guess, to them. Uh, uh, yeah, boils down to the savagery. question, do you think there are more uh, sort of paintings of uh, beautiful, positive, sort of jaunty feelings? or are there See, more? I don't even think it comes down to that. Even like a painting of flowers, there's, a, uh, there's an inherent... There's um, malice in it. Yeah, there's malice in it, yeah. And there's an, there's an aggression to the medium itself, irrespective what sort of, of um, the subject. What sort of art do you like on your walls then, if not paintings? Of flowers? Sort of I always thought that they were. Pr- that's like a pretty... I've got, I'm just looking around the studio to see how I've decorated it. I've got some sort of photography things going on over there uh, from some high school students that I bought at a um, thingy about three years ago. <laughs> at a thingy. Yeah, you know, like a showing, like a... An exhibition. Yeah, that's what you yeah. call it. I've got some uh, technical schematics of um, the DualShock controller from the PlayStation. Yeah, you do. And the Game Boy, the original Game Boy, in a in a hard drive because I thought they looked cool. They do look cool. Uh, it suits your aesthetic. A big, big fat nerd guy. Not big fat nerd guy. <laughs> uh, I would accuse you more of being sort of wiry. Um, Oh, I don't quite know how to describe it. I feel like you're constantly in motion. You're quite like that, but not kinetic. With like, yeah, you're quite kinetic, wiry, kinetic uh, tech guy. Spinley, some would say. Spinley does capture the essence of Tim quite nicely. It's funny because I feel like you just tripped over that word, you know, like a couple months ago or whatever. But it, it works. It oh, really mate, works. yeah. I worry about your bones. How much dairy do you take on? I'm drinking more milk than I used to. Straight milk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you a teenage boy? I, I, well, Are you an thing. infant? Then uh, get the fuck off the milk. That's creepy as hell, dude. Yeah, I know. It is creepy, isn't it? And it's weird because when you're a kid, it, everyone's all about, you know, get that cow's milk in you. And, yeah, oh, and then man. you become an adult and people are like, the fuck are you up to, bro? Do you want to put any coffee in there? It's like, no, nah, I'm just having a glass of milk. And you're like, it's yeah. disgusting. I used to, I was, when you're, when I was a teenager, I was, I could not get enough of the stuff. Yeah. If, there was not a circumstance in which a cold glass of milk didn't go perfectly. Uh, but now, yeah, I would never, ever throw back a... I had one today. How was it? I had one today. It was, I was kind of, I got myself a bit prepared because I made a... You know, I've never made an omelette before. And I'm pretty good at scrambled eggs, but I don't really know what the difference is. So I chopped up a whole bunch of capsicum and onion and fresh chili, chucked it in a pan and just kind of started throwing eggs in the mix. And then just knocking that just round, just like whole eggs. Yeah, is that what you do? No, you make, you whip them up. I <laughs> ah, this is a new segment of the podcast, by the way, sponsored by the Federated Farm Egg Farmers, the Federated Egg Farmers of America. Um, what you do is you whip them all up like a scramble, mm. uh, but and with no milk. Ironically, you can put a little milk in there. Oh, okay. I remove the irony then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Irony, <laughs> irony maintained. Irony revoked. Either way. Yeah, you just treat it like a scramble, and then you, yeah, you cook up your ingredients, and mm. then you pour the eggs over them, and yeah. you let it all cook together. So it's just a scramble. Nah, but you don't you don't put your spatula oh, in there I and mix see, it all around. You see, just let it cook as like one big almost egg pancake. So anyway, I did my version of that, and then chucked it on some toast, and then put like chili. Uh, I've got like a Cajun seasoning thing. Put put a bunch on top of that, and I was like, you know what? With the chili and the Cajun seasoning, we could be in Spice Town. 
So what I'll do, because I've accidentally bought too much milk and I'm going out of town soon, is I'll, I'll just pour myself a big milk? old glass of milk. How much milk is too much milk? Not a huge amount, but... If I'll, I open your fridge, how much milk will Three litres. When did you buy it? When? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I went to the supermarket yesterday and did a lot of grocery shopping, got a bunch of shit, including milk, and then uh, kind of just had to escape the house today for a bit, strategically, time to avoid some people. And so I just went to the shops again and kind of forgot what I'd done yesterday and bought essentially the exact same shop all again. So and you're leaving tomorrow anyway. Yeah, for a few days. So in terms of perishable items, the milk's a big concern, and that's why I'm drinking a lot of that. But would you ever potatoes um, is the other big? Would thing. you ever walk onto a flight with a clear drink bottle filled with milk? Imagine that. Imagine seeing that guy. You're going somewhere, say it's for a business trip, and you, you made sure you got all your papers, you got your briefcase, your laptop's all charged up, so you can do a little bit of Excel spreadsheeting on the flight over. Not for work, just as a hobby. Just as a hobby. That's just to take your mind off the work, do a bit of Excel spreadsheeting. And then a fucking Muppet, probably in a beanie, because I am one to wear a beanie in most occasions, some fucking Muppet in a beanie is drinking milk out of a I think goddamn bottle. The most concerning thing about that is you have to empty uh, all liquids or drink all liquids before you clear security. That's so international, you've had to, though. You've had to procure... Somehow, after you've passed airport security, where they pretty much only have vending machines <laughs> full of like soft drink, you have to find somewhere. Do they? Do they? Does that apply for domestic here? I don't know. Probably not. New Zealand's very relaxed. Boy, are we! You got a knife into Australia. I did. I did. I've taken. Yeah, I, there's been stuff in my um, pockets that shouldn't be there when I've gone into little South Island towns. Oh yeah. That's gonna happen. They don't. They don't check anything. There are no vending machines for milk, or like virtually, or for creams. Maybe flavored milk. Even flavored milk, you don't see. You don't see enough of it, do you? I think um, Coca Cola must own some some chocolate milks, right? Ah, oh, undoubtedly. You gotta have. You if you are a drinks based company, you yeah. gotta have a few few milks in so your. So why arsenal. aren't they popping them in the in the Coca Cola vending machines? Uh I, don't, I just think I would be less like if I went to a vending machine and it had like Coke, Sprite, Fanta, milk. Yeah. I would not buy anything <laughs> well, for the vending machine. Well, if you say it like that, sure. Yeah, well, saying it, that's like half as bad as saying yeah, it's it. Not, it's, not, it's not Coke, Sprite, Fanta, milk. It's chalky milk. Little chalky milk. Cheeky little chalky milk. That's a 330 mil, you know, half a pint of chalky milk. Delicious. All right, man. I used to have so much milk. I used to pour uh, strawberry milk on Fruit Loops. Did, oh, God. Yeah. How are you still with us in the I land of the living? I got uh, real good blood sugar levels, bruh. You, paid, you played a lot of sport, burned it all off. Yeah. That was an um, unhealthy time. When I moved out of home, I just ate Fruit Loops with strawberry milk and goody gumdrops ice cream. Fuck me, mate. That is full on. My mate Jono's mum, like one of my... My best mate Jono's mum came round with her two. He's got two much younger uh, siblings, mm. who would have been like seven and nine. Mm. And I was uh, at the same time as I'd started eating exclusively this food. It won't surprise you. I just discovered how much I enjoyed smoking the illegal drug weed. Yeah, 
and there I, seems to they go came right around, alongside what you're describing and i saw alex and i was like alex who's is like the nine-year-old little brother I was like, you got to see this what did you have for lunch and he's like uh, a salad or i don't know whatever his mum made of me and i was like check out my lunch just pour a big bowl of fruit loops pour the strawberry milk on top of it and John's mum's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're a monster, dude. You can't show little kids that kind of possibility too early. Oh, I know. They need to be equipped with more do you information. you know what I had in my... I had the the uh, bone between my teeth in terms of what I was thinking of was of was just how impressed nine-year-old me would be if he saw that was a lifestyle for someone. The bone between your teeth. Oh, you mean like a dog. Like Yeah, like, and the, like a and dog. The, and the I sense- thought you mean like in between two teeth. You know what I mean? Like in a gap in your tooth, there's a bone there. No. It was a very creepy visual. Yeah, yeah. I misinterpreted no. it. I think I got uh, a little too descriptive with my... Uh, but anyway, sorry, the bone between your teeth was what? Oh, it was just like all I had in my mind was a vision of how much I would have liked to see that as a nine-year-old boy. Well, do you think he was impressed or just then really gutted at his own life that he has do to go know, around eating salads? And when I revisit the memory now, I, his, uh, Jono's mum's reaction uh, sticks out to me more mm. than what i got from alex sort of the you know the immediate the immediate discovery that what i was doing was unacceptable behavior that was sort of what um there you were what sticks out to me trying to convince a nine-year-old you were a cool dude <laughs> Which, yeah I mean, and all you got was scorn from a you know woman in her early early 40s i'm presuming who i yeah who i love and respect um yep that's what happened i was trying to impress a nine-year-old boy baiting fruit loops oh man while baked it's not a huge extrapolation like it's not a massive jump in logic to go you know what that guy's going to end up getting famous for a fucking podcast where he watches the same movie every week yeah that's the level of decision making that leads to this kind of lifestyle that's what we're dealing with here good god so anyway um milk we'll put that on the shelf pop that back in the fridge that's a good place for it is there any milk in the movie Mm. Oh, you do see? Yeah, I think um, old mate. Oh no, it's orange juice, isn't it? That he drinks straight from the J. Yeah, he is really. OJ straight from the. Uh, you know what? I think this might be a milk-free movie. Really? Is there any dairy in it? Uh, there's a lot of cheese. There's a big oh, deal made out true. of the, the cheese board, and the very interesting choice of uh, camera angle they used to reveal the cheese board. Yeah, which I only noticed for the first time on this watch. But if you weren't paying close enough attention, it looks like. There's a big old cheese board set atop Zach Efron's lap. That he's and holding. And has got all he's, the cheese. He's balancing with both hands on either side of him. This, of Which course, is, is that... Uh, what's her name? Uh, the Stanford party. So no, no, no party. what's her name, though? Somalie. Yeah, No, the friend. She says it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you'd think we'd have it by now, wouldn't you? No, you know, you get fucking tunnel vision on the cheese and all the other details fall by the wayside. We'll call it Gabby. It's not. Uh, but, yeah, like... If he is holding the cheese, that will go some ways to explaining why uh, he performs so poorly at the party in terms of social etiquette. Why? Well, you alienate a lot of the guests. You show up to a party, no one knows who you are. You pick up this huge, expensive cheese board from the middle of a oh, table yeah. and just sit it on your lap. Well, he's from the, he was born and raised in the valley, though. He doesn't know how parties work. Those kind of mixes, you know, like a wine and cheese night. So he's just going, oh, I guess this plate's for me, and yeah. grabs like a shared cheese board and just pops uh, it on his lap. Yeah, but if you're going, uh, yeah, but if you're going to one of those parties, yeah, surely the better play would be to um, be like, okay. Just don't do anything outlandish. Mm. Just stick to your guns. See how other people are acting. Mimic their behavior. Don't do anything to make yourself stand out. 
And so for me to hit the panic button immediately and just sit that big plate of cheese down on your lap while ripping gags literally into the cheese, which a lot of people don't know actually ruins the taste of cheese. If you, you deliver jokes into a cheese, that'll it'll so- set it off. soil the cheese. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm um, learning a lot in this podcast. It's good. But that's, yeah, I mean, that goes some ways to explaining why he sort of is just generally not well received or liked at the party. That and his latent homophobia. Yeah, I don't know if you can call it latent when he's throwing out some pretty bigoted calls out loud and then punching dudes, you know? Yeah. Latent. Latent. Hidden, but existing. Latent. Oh, nice. Present, present, but not visible. Well, at that point in the party, it is latent. Don't know if it's coming through on the uh, old microphones here, but there is a woman with a weed whacker just going hell for leather outside. Is it, I thought it was a water blaster. Oh, you could be right. That would explain. You're right. It is a water blaster. It's got the uh, dead right. The familiar rattle of water being blasted. I see. What I was, I now know to be water vapor that's drifting across the fence. I had chalked up to being diesel fumes. Ah, it was a petrol. Well, you uh, will be relieved. Oh yeah. Very much so. Not good for the plants or that diesel. Not good no. at all. So she's just she's just going nuts out there on my neighbour's um, pool cover. I've, I've done water blasting before, and it's quite fun. Satisfying. It's eh? like vacuuming nature. Right. Because you can see, it's one of those uh, jobs where you see the progress. Yeah. You see what's happening, and you can take comfort in that. Yeah. There's something very satisfying about that. Therapeutic. Ooh, therapeutic. Did you have a shining light if it wasn't Somali's kind of mediocrity? Emotional I mediocrity? resent the use of the word mediocrity. Well, it's, you, it's your... I'm trying to find how to uh, describe it. It's Apart from... Uh, your mediocre response to her. It's more neutrality. It's more re- uh, realising that we have a neutral relationship. Okay. There are no feelings uh, for better or worse. It's okay. It's a I five out of ten. did have a shining light. Um, and that was... Um, the Early on in the movie, when Zaccoli is explaining his heritage from the San Fernando Valley and... Uh, advertising the booming sushi trade that they have there. Oh, they love they love it so much. They love a bit of sushi. And what is sushi? Why Seaweed, would they have rice, the best fish. sushi in the valley? Surely Santa Monica, Malibu, Venice, one of these beach seaside towns is going to have superior sushi. Oh, look at the big show-off. He's just been to California. Name-dropping locations that three exist. Three of the best-known beaches. I don't even know if Santa Monica... No, it is definitely a beach. Geez, I'm good. They would not have good sushi in the valley. Point the first, which is an aside on my way to the shining light, which is uh, after talking about his heritage, uh, he's talking about how uh, when you're a DJ, you need one track. Uh, <laughs> this Justin Zaccoli, you're going to have a short and disappointing career with that sort of attitude. Uh, there's like a shot of some sort of large European music festival, Tomorrowland, I think it looks like. Uh, and then there's another shot of a more intense sort of Las Vegas, American-style looking music festival. And... On the front row, there is the ultimate sort of dude bro who's throwing down a shaka. Mm. He's got an American flag bandana yes. tied around his head. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Ed. Nice one. Uh, his tongue's hanging out. He's at the front row of this EDM gig and he is a dead ringer for Adam Devine uh, really? for Workaholics. Yeah. Awesome. And he's just going hell for leather. Do you, that wouldn't surprise me to hear that that was Adam Devine. Yeah. And not even that they had hired him or anything, but they bought some stock footage that got taken at a festival with like a drone or whatever, and it's owned by one of those big companies that just has stock footage. And Maximum Joseph was like, you know what? We'll save ourselves some money. We won't recreate all of the festival shots. We will buy some of this stuff online. And Adam Devine just happened to be parting his little butt off I wouldn't, at I, one of the top EDM festivals wouldn't in the world. surprise me hard dude it all sorry dude works hard gotta, yeah and all respect steam off. fuck yeah it'll make sense also in terms of uh, tell you what I watched that movie on the plane uh, with him and Zicoli yeah yeah that's what I was going to say it makes yeah. sense in terms of the chronology of Zicoli's movies we could look at this in a whole new light and that every film Zicoli has starred in yeah. there is connective tissue to the next thing so it's like uh a sort of a map or like a yeah mind map of movies he stars in so that the there's a through line through all of them so that when we reflect on his work it will be one large body of work that yeah. sort of has an arc to it and so it's sort of like the Tarantino films how people have pieced that together as they will they? exist in the same universe god people will f- <laughs> I, I'm not one to talk but people will really just they'll take anything won't they and they'll they'll put their own spin on it and I say that's what was meant to happen hasten to just remind you of exactly what I, forum you're expressing this I thought on I am aware that's, the, that's when you know you like something too much is when you are capable of making it not fun for other people who like it like you you take what they understand of it and you you've you, got enough power to remove their enjoyment of the yeah, thing you can't like you enjoy something to, with the intensity and level that you can no longer there is a lot of power. So, and you've got so much 
knowledge and power that you could insulate yourself from the from the from the hating of it like you can throw shit at them that you know will throw them off the trail but you will remain a star yeah. wars fan until you die yeah it's the people who write books about the maths of the simpsons those are the people who like who, who are like going too That's hard at it yeah man what kind of maths is there even to delve into from uh, the simpsons if you read the book which i have not done all manner of maths apparently i'm like the simpsons is already going it's already great without it why would you put that in the mixer anyway mm. you were saying Zicoli, adam divine mike and dave need wedding dates you, got you it. watched it on the plane yeah i enjoyed it i think it was a bit contextual um but i really enjoyed it i just took it for what it was you fun, like, fun little movie you like watching movies on the plane i do i do had a good time um, Wi-Fi on a plane Audrey What's her name? Audrey Plaza Aubrey Aubrey I beg your pardon Plaza is in it as well And Anna Kendrick Yes Great cast She's the other one um, Yeah uh, Wi-Fi on planes For or against uh, You've really swung me Towards against Because I know this is something You feel passionate about And I think that your reasoning Is sound Appreciate you, it you, you, The way that I've heard you Articulate it Is it is akin to Some sort of Internet free sanctuary Of the skies it's our, Yeah It's our last remaining the final space the final frontier trying to think of a shining light for old timbo i can hear the brain ticking away that's the water blaster ah yeah yeah i was worried i was like geez (laughs) really working overtime (laughs) overdrive (laughs) too Um, many open tabs over at uh you know timbo think timbo's think tank timbo's think tank i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh you should lease out parts of your brain uh, under the banner of Timbo's Think Tank to different people. You rent some space at Timbo's Think Tank and they just give you a problem or an idea or something that needs more thought and you use uh, different parts of your brain under different circumstances to provide solutions or ideas for them. That's a really... I like... Let me just preface what I'm about to say by saying I like what you've just said, but it's a, a very strange way of kind of articulating the job of a consultant (laughs) what you're doing is you're paying me to rent a bit of my brain space to figure out the solution to this problem you're having (laughs) are you a consultant who just smoked weed for the first time (laughs) (laughs) i like how how you kind of put your own mental abilities on a massive pedestal by phrasing it that way though like, this brain you're dealing with is hu- critically important <laughs> yeah. and has a lot of things that we could be using it for. So what you're doing is you're buying a little, literally, literally a little bit of mind share, a little portion of that brain, time and space. They're not buying, they're leasing. You're leasing a little bit of it. You, I do not encourage uh, you at Timbo's Think Tank to sell, wholesale, any parts of your brain. And, hey, Tim, eye contact, thank you. I really want to impress that upon you. Paige Harrell in the scene where he swindles um, Tanya Romero Tanya Romero out of her property it's there's something I enjoyed this week about the enthusiasm with which he does it coming out of there when he says to Chandelier I will get uh, I think he says three or four hundred thousand for this place easy yeah um, look he's a capitalist pig dog and he's ripped someone off who's just there trying to you know raise a kid and do what's right but there is a a joy and a gusto that he has brought to the situation which I find pleasing because even when people are doing bad things when they're really enjoying it you can't help but be like well you're having fun <laughs> yeah I kind of um, 
I, I'm I, not saying that should be the overriding no, feeling, no. but there's a I lot of I understand what goes, you're saying. Eh, you're having fun. You're enjoying yourself. It's Yeah. The reason that Paige, and even in the dastardly nature of Pursuits, is such a, an enjoyable character is mm. because uh, the performance is exceptional. Yeah. Like, he really imbues him with life and purpose. And I think that's what it is. He's got a sense of purpose. Like, he's all he wants is money. He knows what he's doing in every scene. We've had a few people get in touch with us um, telling us that basically we're fools for not recognizing the actor playing Paige Harrell as being... He's quite like his stars, really, you know. I've seen him in... I don't know if On the Rise is even the correct I saw him in... Uh, I think I He's brought big. it up. In Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. He was like a cool teacher. Ah. Is that a good that. movie? I did like that movie. Okay, I watched good. it on a plane. Very good. A good way to consume a film. Uh, he, he popped up in The Accountant, as we've mentioned, that guy and I watched... Yeah. And uh, it kind of meshes quite well with his, his character and We Are Your Friends. We feel like we put a little cute theory together. He's got... That a, it's an evolution of the same yeah. guy. Classic us. He's got a hell of a set of pipes. Yeah. I mean, if Zicoli's serious about uh, making a go of it in the EDM world, he'd do well to get uh, to get some... Like, to get Paige to lay down some sort of... Some lines, maybe to put over a dubstep beat. Yeah. Sort of like... In my life, I do not believe in anything that is not concrete. Doom, doom, yeah. Doom, you could concrete. Build, doom, yeah, you could build doom, something around doom, that. Concrete. 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 Or maybe uh, put him in a jingle. I mean, if the EDM route doesn't work out for Zicoli, he might have to start making music for radio ads for different companies. Um, all I'm saying is, not a great guy, but uh, it's just good to see someone enjoying themselves out there. He's cut from the same cloth as Johnny Depp in this movie too, because right at the start of the film, we learn that, uh, I think, does does Acoli suggest to him that he should learn guitar or something? Well, now, but now. I don't know. A bit of the start is, oh no, I think maybe, I can't remember what precedes. Shout out to Bread. What precedes it, but what a, what a funny name to name your band, eh? Bread. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very it's fucking a staple. Good. I feel like they would have talked themselves into it being like, it's a staple part. It's part of everyone's day. I think it's one of those things that you can't start thinking about what it means. It's just the yeah. phonics of the word. Who are we? We're bred. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> funny name. Um, there's a bit at the start when they're in the car, I think, and uh, uh, Zicoli says to Johnny Depp, oh, an actor with a guitar? That's mm. original or something like that. He doesn't mention the word guitar. He, he says something like that. There's no, a he says to uh, music. Uh, no, Zico- um, Johnny Depp says it's a Coley, uh, a DJ in LA. It's a saturated like uh, it's a saturated market. And then Zicoli's like, yeah, like there's not enough actors in LA. The, there is mention of a jo- guitar. And then that Johnny Depp says, I "I'm not an actor. I'm a movie word star." On it. There's mention of a guitar. Yeah. You want to put something on it? One of us, okay, one of us has to watch Where Are Your Friends as an extracurricular activity. The one of us who is wrong. <laughs> there is so much higher stakes than it sounds. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Should we actually... We could figure this out now. Yeah, right. Fuck tension. Shake on it? Yep. All right. Okay. So I'm saying there's no mention of guitar in that exchange. You're saying there is. This movie's still fine. This episode of The Worst Idea of All Time is interrupted by an ad from Audible.com. I'll tell you what, Tim. Uh, if I was to interrupt uh, another fantastic episode of this 
Uh, frankly, mind-boggling and hilarious podcast. Uh, the only product that would be for would be Audible, uh, who honestly provide one of the greatest services to humanity I personally can think of. I love reading. I hate being perceived as a nerd. I want to do both in a public place. Wouldn't it be so good if you could absorb all the knowledge of books with having headphones on and look like a cool person? Yeah. If you bob your head while you're listening to Audible, people genuinely think you're listening to music and therefore are more likely to buy you a drink, a coffee, give you their phone number, pay for your bus fare, help you across the street, put their jacket down so you don't get wet feet when you walk through a puddle. The answer you're looking for is Audible. Audible content includes an unmatched section of audiobook selection ye may try and match it but ye shall fail it is an unparalleled library of audiobooks original audio shows news comedy and more from leading audiobook publishers broadcasters entertainers magazine and newspaper publishers and business information providers my personal favorite at the end there i love business information you do and i love the providers of business you are a sponge for business information the good news ask me the share price of htc right now tim i know that you keep up with these bastards but tell me what is happening with the crazy freaks over at HTC right now 78.2 right now down a percent and a half on yesterday that's not good news it's also not good information to retain in your brain and thankfully you don't need to keep that there anymore because you can get business news through audible if you're interested which you obviously are because you're still listening please give it a 30 day free trial with a free audiobook at audible.com forward slash try now that is a-u-d-i-b-l-e dot com try now i recently took it upon myself to listen to the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy a book i have been meaning to read for many years tim are you curious as to who narrated this fantastic journey for I am, me actually yeah who did stephen fry ah yes best known for having a burly first name and a hell of a breakfast for a surname that is what he's best known for. Uh, my recommendation to y'all is a Rogue One novel, Catalyst, from the Star Wars canon. I haven't read or listened to this myself, but I'm excited <laughs> about the concept of it because it's narrated by Jonathan Davis. And I'm not sure if it's the same Jonathan Davis who is the vocalist from Corn, but I really hope it is. And I did a little light Googling to try and figure out if it is. I can't figure it out. It's so someone's going to have to try and figure it, it out for me. It is likely. You guys, we cannot tell you how good this platform is and how glad we are that they help us do what we do here at the worst idea of all time which is the opposite of absorbing culture it is literally having something bash itself into our face and ears week in week out audible.com forward slash try now that's audible a-u-d-i-b-l-e you dummy you get a 30-day trial and a free audiobook if you don't do it don't tell me you didn't do it because I will be livid. This movie's still fine. Never says guitar. I genuinely don't know what he says. Does he say, says, look, look it's producing, hard. DJing, it's a saturated market. Does he say, look, it's hard? It's, a satur- it's hard as a saturated market. Yeah, he says it's hard. Fuck. The word guitar has no place in that sentence. He's talking about music. He says something that sounds like the word guitar. You can understand how I put it together. And I'm not quite ready to relinquish yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Well, but I think you're right. I know I'm right. Yeah, I'm and like 95 percent of the way. <laughs> you've earned here. yourself a solo trip to where your friends town, my this friend. Sucks. That does suck. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> the bright side will be you will be uh, the lone record holder for most screenings of where your friends. 
Well, yay me. Uh, sorry, sorry for trying to put a positive spin on it. No, look, I did this to myself, realistically, you know. Good stakes for a bet, don't you think? Too high. <laughs> Too fucking high by far. I'll bet you one and a half of your human hours. <laughs> okay, okay. I literally just took time off your life. So listen, let's get let's get less down in the dumps and more sentimental. I thought okay. you'd never ask. Because I'm keen to wash out of my mouth the last suggestion, which was his mum's face oh, yeah. in a box. Uh, for those who don't listen to the friend zone and just listen to the podcast, a fan positive, uh, positive in the most recent episode that uh, what was in the box is the... Zicoli's mum's is like, face. Yeah, an embalmed sort of, but still not in very good nick face uh, of Zicoli's mother after she... Uh, as we all know from the backstory where your friends drowned uh which is yeah pretty pretty dark. pretty dark probably as dark as we've gone yeah uh so in uh an attempt to lift spirits let's uh do the only thing we know how to do around this part of town at this time of day getting sentimental with james reed and a bottle of Vaseline. And a nip of PCP. Mm. <laughs> when I'm doing songwriting or song singing, I can't do anything without a nip of my favorite, PCP. So, what do we know, Tim? The clues are, this is a man who loves PCP. He loves whiskey. He knows that he wants to give Zakoli something sentimental, yet self-serving, yet fits in a MacBook Pro box. What do we get through all of those things? It's the official James Reed manual of my personal favorite cocktails. Oh, wow. That's the title of the book. And it is a tome as well. This is a very large book. Handwritten, every page written under the influence of a different mix, a different cocktail of either alcohol or drugs, sometimes both. And this is a guy who has been all over the world to spin. So he has managed to put together a real international flair to the whole the whole thing. Yeah. There's just there's a lot of intersections of cultures, a lot of fusion. It's, He's got a drink in there that is uh, one-fifth of it is literally gasoline. It's unleaded 91. Look, yeah. Knowing the backstory of some of the concoctions, I don't know that I agree with the ethics of the book, but what I can tell you is I... I mean, I respect its um, attention to detail. Yeah. And you you cannot help but respect the amount of research that went into it. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking of the page special. Yeah. It is a cocktail which includes uh, authentic blood diamond, or else it's, it doesn't, you know, it's not the real and version of it. Not a, uh, not like a, a blood diamond uh, in the sort of from a, a torturous mine, but a blood diamond, a diamond that has been passed through pages urethra yeah and mm. a, a diamond fuck frenzy mm. not good not good but it's in the book it's in the book of James Reed's cocktails and you know what else is in the book a cocktail he came up with called the ghost you don't know what's in that I'm very curious it's a glass of cold milk with three dots of PCP that is a funny name for a terrifying cocktail. Yeah, but it fits, right? It's all white and quite scary. I guess the thing with the ghost is when you give it to most people, they're like, why 
did you make a milk cocktail? And you, you distract them from the fact they're take, about to take a potentially lethal amount of PCP Real with the milk. Yeah, yeah. It's your uh, classic um, it's like misdirection. It's hi- yes, exactly. It's almost hiding in plain sight. It's like, yeah. what, what the fuck is this drink? Is this like pure Baileys or something? But it's a bit it's a bit too light yeah. in colour for that. So it's, it's like, oh no, it's just a whole glass of milk with some PCP. And they're like, a whole glass of milk? Yeah. What are you, some kind of psychopath? And then they drink it back. And they're like, what else did you say was in this? And you're like, PCP, friend. Yeah. That's the other ingredient. That's why it's a ghost and not just a glass of milk. That's why they call it the ghost. Yeah. Can you milk a ghost, Tim? No. They don't have nipples. Really? Correct. Well, they've got no use for procreation. But different versions of ghosts have uh, portrayed them in various different states of... You know, like undress, physical, yeah, undress, or like physical embodiment. Like some ghosts look like Casper, mm-hmm. and some ghosts look like Eva Longoria in that movie where Eva Longoria is a ghost. What movie is that? Uh, it's a mo- I think it's with Paul Rudd, and okay. she was his fiance, and she dies. Okay, it's along these lines, and he's trying to find a a new uh, life partner, and she like shows up and. This sounds like a Mike Myers movie from ages ago. Either, either the it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either Paul Rudd can see her, or the prospective partner can see her. Right, and she wreaks havoc. Oh, I see. You best believe she wants no part in this new relationship. Is this pre or post Wisteria Lane? I think post. Okay, this is your classic uh, successful TV series transition into movie stardom role. Not always a smooth transition. (laughs) Sometimes you're a nippleless ghost. That's right. Parading around, destroying a marriage that you were once a part of for someone else. Um, So, look, there's really just one bit of business left, and that is to figure out uh, the no but. No but. Now, the way no but works is, for those of you who have done uh, or seen improvised theatre before, improvised comedy, there is a rule in there which is, the rule of yes and. Um, it's interesting that Guy's taken himself out of the mic for this bit because he's, he's a bit more schooled up on this than I am. No, I was embodying the spirit of no but by physically closing off my body from you. Oh, nice. And the rule of, of yes and is that if someone sort of throws out an idea while you're on the stage, you just have to go with it and right. build on it. So you accept it. You say yes and you also say and this thing and then you keep Just building as a quick that. insert to uh to this explanation one of the funniest things i remember hearing is when i lived in uh toronto it was quite late at night and i was uh in some state of inebriation talking to a very funny toronto comedian called jordan foise uh who is yeah you try and spell that people at home it's f-o-i-s-y uh and he's doing a tour of canada at the moment actually if you get to see him live he's very funny but we were talking and he was talking about how he wound up going home with uh, an improviser and uh, he didn't perform very well sexually. Uh, in fact, he performed quite poorly. And uh, at the conclusion of the coitus, the improviser uh, looked at Foise and said, "Is that it?" And uh, Foise said, "I think you'll me- I think you'll find you're meant to say yes and." <laughs> very good. <laughs> uh, I probably yeah like the joke at the time was if you can imagine in context you know in the flow of conversation how hilarious that quick turn oh, phrase yeah, was it's, it's a one of those isn't it yeah but uh, suffice it to say I always think of that when I think of yes and it's, re- it's tickled you deeply in your soul yeah uh, in a way that's lasted no but-, but is our version of that it's a it's a bit of the podcast where we try and figure out what bit of the movie and this week's performance yeah this week's s- seating 
this week's um, I guess it's a it's a, a sort of a cruel mocking title to suggest that any of the improvisation that was uh, kept in the movie yeah. was in fact not necessarily good improvisation yes, yes. and it's it, born of one scene where it's just it's it's hard to do no but constantly because the scene the, yeah, it really comes we, from one bit of yeah, the Yeah, that we founded it on is literally like, and it's so overwhelming, mm. the idea that anyone would have committed that scene to script. Mm. Uh, that All you can think of when you think of No But is how phenomenal it is. If you've seen We Are Your Friends, it's the bit in the hotel where they're having breakfast the morning after the equator. It's, it's literally... and Zicoli. Yeah, it's literally two people so eating. So look, this week though, um, owed to the fact that, you know, I was giving Paige... Um, a lot more kind of mental space this time. He, I was renting him a lot more in my brain than usual. And I like to think that the speech he gives, which is the animated titles in my life, I do not rely on things that are not concrete, that was an improvised speech that he rolled up with. There was a different version of that speech on the script, and he thought to himself, you know what? I can do better. And he fucking did. He thought I can do better, but did not prepare anything. Such was his either confidence in his own ability or disrespect of Maximum Joseph's and Megan Oppenheimer's writing ability or some combination of both of those things. Sometimes all it takes, though, is for you to just keep talking and gold comes out. And that Paige is such a skilled practitioner of the dark arts of the theatre. I feel like that sentence just started a million podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. <laughs> Literally uh, the founding motive of the worst idea of all time. Yeah, like unproven theory around around these parts on this particular format but with respect to page he really pulled it off i think he delivers it with such conviction i can't imagine a world in which he didn't think of it himself and deliver yeah. it on the fly there's too much passion behind it it's not someone else's words it's his words it's page in his own words which is also the name of his uh, memoir yeah <laughs> it's a great name for any if memoir. you're gonna buy two books for the christmas season for gifts Get that cocktail recipe book that James Reed's putting out and, in his own words, the page story. It's a real page turner. Hey, because obviously you turn the pages, but also because it's the story of how page turned his life. I mean, I'm sure you did the math. Oh, gee willikers, boy, howdy, Tim. Isn't it a joy to be looking at each other eye to eye under this um, unique and reoccurring circumstance yeah i'm keen to get out of here as well so we will see you on the friend zone or if you don't listen to those uh no problem we'll see you after the 25th watch maybe for me the 26th it will be for you we didn't have to be before we didn't specifically articulate it but i feel like it was implied yeah it was implied okay well i'll see you all in in a in a week or sooner take care of yourselves out there yeah yeah yourself yeah what does jerry springer say i'm gonna look it up was Jerry Springer's par- parting message like, uh, take care of each other take care and of yourself. yourself. Take care of yourselves and each other. Or something like that. There's one It's a funny thing for Jerry Springer to say. Bye, everybody. Ow! This movie's still fine. Zicoli, One of them dies, that goes screw. One of them's a hockey. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? But if I died farting myself to death, there is no way in good conscience that I could not let my family and friends celebrate that fact. Boners of the Heart.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.